I'm, I'm really excited about what we have in store this morning and uh, tonight and over the next two evenings. Um, it's just great to hear what the Lord is doing uh, all around the world and, and through the missionaries that we partner with. And so uh, without going too long and just losing myself sort of in, in the reality of our great and global God who is victorious over the enemy, uh, we're going to hear from our missionaries. We're going to hear firsthand what God is doing. This is exciting. Uh, this is good. Uh, and our first missionary that's coming, uh, he and his wife, Margaret, uh, have been uh, in the jungles of Suriname with the Wayana Indians uh, since 1970. Uh, and the Lord has moved in amazing ways through them, and we're going to get a chance to hear and see what God is doing. Uh, I, I've heard Roy speak once before, and it was amazing. Um, the Lord is just so good, and Roy's stories are so interesting and great. And uh, so, Roy, we need you to pray. And I trust as you come to this conference, you see things, you hear things, God will just stir up within you that desire to be even more used of Him as you pray. You may not be able to go to those jungles, whether it's the jungles of Suriname or, as I heard this morning, the jungles of Italy. You may not be able to personally go, but you can go in your prayers and you can uh, change hearts and lives before we ever even get there. So pray. Don't forget to pray. We need you to pray. Pray for this conference that God would give you ears to hear what He wants to say to you. Pray for yourself that you would be in the place to receive what He wants from you. But in Suriname, we're just thrilled to see the church amongst these people, the Wayan and the Trio Indians particularly, maturing in the Lord. They're growing. Uh, next month, we'll be having a dedication of the Old Testament. Some of you have been praying for the translation work so that they can have the Word of God like you have, that you can read and God can speak to you and challenge you so that they can have that same word, but in their own language, that they can read it, and it'll speak to their heart in their mother tongue. The Old Testament is completed now, and it's sitting in Suriname. Next month, we'll be having another conference, and they'll be dedicating that Old Testament in one copy. Uh, typically, as the Bible is being translated book by book, we uh, mimeograph them or have them printed up. And so when you come to church... You have to come with a load of books. You know, the Old Testament has a lot of books in it. But now they have it all in one bound copy. So the Old Testament with the New Testament, they'll have two. By the way, just before I came here, I, I spoke to one of the elders of the church. Technology is just rushing in on us. We have cell phones in the jungle now. And uh, I call one of the Indian elders this morning. They're in church right now just like we are. And they're worshiping the Lord. He said he'd already blown the horn. You saw this guy blowing the horn. I talked to that guy, by the way, that was blowing the horn. That's a songo. And uh, I talked to him as well. I talked to a couple of the elders. Said things are going well. They had already blown the horn. They were waiting for the people to come so that they could worship the Lord. They are growing. They are maturing in their walk. And they are living out their faith. And I want to thank you for being a part of that. Uh, where we live, of course, we travel all. We have 12 churches in the interior and we're the only ones there right at the moment, so we're traveling uh, as much as we can between these 12 churches. Up the river from where we live, there are other villages, and in 
this one village, it's on the French side, French Guyana. There is a Frenchman there. He's been there about as long as we have, a little bit longer. His name is Andre. He is opposed to the gospel. His heart is hardened against the gospel. We're talking to him constantly. Now the Indians are talking to him as well. But he wants nothing to do with the gospel. And it's almost like he'd want to close his ears. This past year, one of those months this past year, in one month, there were three young men, teenage men, that put a shotgun in their mouth and they set it off with their toe and killed themselves. They felt life wasn't worth living anymore. They didn't want to live anymore. And it was so painful for them, they wanted to take their own lives. This was a tremendous blow to this Frenchman, Andre. They call it Andre's Village. And uh, he, he gives work to these people so that they can have an economy. He's brought clinics in and ha- so that they can have medicine and they can be healthy. He's brought schools in so that they could teach them and train them. They're learning how to use computers and other things. So they're, very, they're getting educated. But you know, without the Lord Jesus Christ, all of these things really accomplish nothing. And uh, though they could do all of these other things, there was a yearning down in their heart that wasn't being fulfilled, and they wanted to end their life. The Indians told me that he came out into the village one night after that had happened, three of them, and he was screaming at the top of his lungs, Why don't you be like those Wayanas downriver at the Lawa? The Lawa is where we live. That's where the church is. And that's where God's people are. But they're in other places as well. But he said, why don't you live like they do? Why don't you do what they do? They're not killing themselves. They found something down there. Why don't you do that? And I thought to myself, you know, he he wants to close his ears, but he can't close his eyes to what he's seeing in the lives of these people. As the people move up and down the river, as they live going through their everyday lives, he has seen what Christ can do in a life that's been turned over to the Lord Jesus. And now he's encouraging his people to be like them. He doesn't want it. His heart is still hard. He doesn't want to receive it. But he wants his people because he sees that it's changed those people. You've had a part of that. Thank you. The church is maturing and growing. Last year in our village, they were having a birthday party. They never had birthday parties before. They never knew when they were born. So they couldn't celebrate it. Now we keep records and so they know. And some of them, they go out to the city. They see people having birthday parties. Well, usually the ones they see out there is a big bash, you know, loud music, lots of drink, and uh, they think that's the way you do it. And so when they have a party, they make lots of their drink, their, their own casidi. Uh, it's made from the cassava root. And uh, there's lots of it because Indians are coming from up and down the river. And they're just drinking, 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 drinking. It usually ends up in a drunken brawl going on. Uh, a lot of bad things happen because of drunkenness. Drink is it's still a problem in many villages across the interior of Suriname. So they were having this birthday party. We've been teaching on this and trying to encourage them uh, to take a stand for the Lord and show with their lives what He's done in their lives. So they invited all of these Indians to come, and I saw the drink pots. They were huge, and there were a lot of them. They made lots of drink, and I had to go visit one of the Indians on the other side of the village. As I was making my way through the people, I heard some of the men from up the river. They were sitting there with their pots and drinking, and one of them said, this is child's drink. Where's the adult drink? Give me, give me the adult drink. He didn't want the child's drink. What was child's drink? Cassava is a root. They use it to make their bread. They use it to make their drink. If you let it sit, because it's a root, it will ferment. And it becomes a very strong, strong beer. And that's what makes them drunk. 
They wanted adult drink, fermented drink. But the Indians and the village there, they said, you know, we see the problems of drink. We know it's, it's really causing problems. We're going to offer drink just like we always have in our culture, but we're not going to offer the fermented drink. And they took a huge risk in their culture to offer their tribes people drink. They wanted to show their love to them. They wanted to show that they're part of them. They love them dearly, but they're different because of what Christ has done, and they offered unfermented drink. A huge risk. But you know what? They dared to take that risk because they believed that's what the Lord wanted to do. They're growing in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for praying. Thank you for uh, giving to help make it possible for us to be there. We thought that we might be leaving Suriname last December, this, just two months ago. Uh, there's things that I can do here in the States. I don't need to be doing uh, there in Suriname. The church has their leaders in place. We're primarily involved now in leadership training. And so uh, we're preparing uh, training materials, modules that we, that we teach, doctrine and different things that they need to know in running the church. Some of that I can do here and then just travel back and maybe take Sean with me so he can help teach some of these things. Uh, we're going to go back. Uh, we, we would live here and go back and forth. It wouldn't be necessary to live in the jungles. Uh, just let them do their thing. But uh, God has raised up another couple to come help us, a Dutch couple. Their name is Skurman, good Dutch name, Marco and Marjolein Skurman. And they're coming from Holland. We're waiting right now for them to get their resident visa. That's why we're in the U.S. while we're waiting. We hope to go back now in the uh, first part of April to help them learn the language and learn the culture. So instead of leaving Suriname, we've extended for at least one more year. Uh, we expect probably 2013, if the Lord hasn't come back by then, that we might be returning to the U.S. We need your continued prayer and we need your continued support. Thank you for helping us that way. God is working in Suriname. Um, the Indians are now reaching out to others. They told me one time, they said, God sent you to tell us about Him. Now we know who He is. God sent you to tell us about Him. We think He wants us now to go and tell others. I said, yes, of course, that's what it's all about. And so now they're going down into Brazil. They've been going down into Brazil, but they're going down into Brazil reaching other tribes that we cannot reach. Places where we cannot go, the government will not allow outsiders to go, but the Indians can go. And I just ask you to pray for the Zoe people. Zoe, Z-O-E. Zoe people. Very primitive. They wear no clothes. Very primitive people. The government's trying to keep them that way. They don't want even other Indian tribes coming in there. But uh, the, the trio Indians believe that God would have them go and share with these people. They're going out and they're reaching out to these people, telling them about the Lord Jesus. Pray that God would be pleased to plant His church among the Zoe people. Uh, I thought that a group was going out in January when I was talking to them this morning. They said that this team had not yet gone out. Uh, quite a few colds in the village and uh, people are not feeling well and they don't want to take that sickness into this kind of a primitive tribe. You can decimate the tribe. You can wipe it out with just a common cold. And so they've used uh, wisdom in, in making that decision. Now they're hoping to go next month in March. Pray for them as they're trying to reach these people for the Lord Jesus Christ, just like somebody sent us to tell them, and that somebody being you. Pray that as they go, that uh, hearts would be prepared. The Indians are reaching out to French Guyana. 
and they're reaching out to Guyana as well. So we just praise God to see that church growing, maturing, and living out the gospel so that others can see Him. We'll be around the table this morning. We have our prayer card out there if you'd care to pick one up and pray for us or anything that we can help you with in talking about the work of missions. And thank you for letting me share with you this morning. God bless. (laughs)